not going anywhere we're just getting ready to go somewhere i guess who knows where we'll go yeah <laughs> we have no idea at this there's point. so many experiences in my life that have that adage to it what who knows where we'll go <laughs> i have no idea where we're gonna end up what guys, are we in, in willy wonka there's no way of knowing which way we are going <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> welcome so, to the show josh <laughs> can I feel like we... i've been here forever <laughs> And I understand there was a workout today that made you maybe want to leave. <laughs> Finally, something okay. did, yeah. We don't do a lot of cardio where I'm from. Yeah, he looked at me and was like, I don't like this place anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's um, 97 degrees outside and you're running 400s. That's, that, so people that's who, enough to make anyone who don't know, um, yeah. we have Josh Goldstein here today, a.k.a. Farb 2.0, a.k.a. <laughs> Farb the Bear Jew. A man of many names, I guess. You are a man of many names. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody why you're here? Uh, to be honest, I'm here because Keegan just was like, you should come to this. Oh, nice. Um, I was kind of wondering the same thing. Like, how does well, dude... Uh, it's like, closer. Like, in some ways, like, how does anybody end up here? Yeah. Is? I mean, honestly, like, I've known Keegan for a couple years, and over time, I just saw him saying things that I was like... I like that. I like what that is addressing. I like that perspective on, you know, whether it's the world or fitness or whatever it is, that it's, hey, this is a little different because it actually makes sense. Um, <laughs> which is rare to find today. Um, wow. And then uh, Keegan was a large part in me starting Carnivore. Just okay. Like, just because I saw him doing it and I was like, hey, what about what happens with this happens or what about that? And then... Um, before you know it, we're all shut down. And then it seems like that created a world which a lot a lot more important things to talk about started coming out. Because for the most part, people talk about whatever it is they talk about. And then all of a sudden, everyone's talking about the exact same thing. And they have a very strong opinion on stuff where before that, people just kind of like floated through life, not really addressing things. And... Um, it just, I mean, this happened to come up my like birthday weekend. I had nothing else to do. I was like, what would I rather be doing right now? Celebrating my, in the astrological world, the Saturn return, I guess, is like around your 30th birthday. Okay. It's supposed to mean a lot. I have, I have friends who are like astrology nuts. I don't really know what it means, but they're like, shit is happening. Your whole world is being flipped upside down, basically. When Saturn comes back? I guess so. I, I thought, thought it was Venus is in retrograde. No, it's Mercury that does that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mercury in retrograde, that'll fuck you up. What about Mars? What, where's Mars' effect on all this? The God of e War, you mean? <laughs> I actually meant more Elon Musk, but who oh, okay. Knows? Yeah. <laughs> I. I always thought that, oh, you turned 30. Well, finally, you could actually, like, I don't think any, it's worth talking to any man, really, until he is 30. Ooh. I guess I came here at the right Ooh. time. Cause, cause, I mean, that, that's nice. not like a blanket statement, sure, but, yeah, yeah. but essentially it's just like, look, you're, you're still a fucking child. Can there's, you call anybody a man that's not 30 or above? Because I know when I was in my 20s, I thought I was that, but I was for sure not. I thought you just had to weigh 200 pounds. 
That's a part of it. I pretty much oh, man, knew. I'm never going to be a man. <laughs> I pretty much knew that I was a child my entire entire 20s. Like I I understood that I don't know what that even means to be a man because I I mean all the men that I saw I didn't want to be like. And therefore I was like I'm kind of a fucking child. How do you feel about those men now? Um the same. Um, I still don't, I mean, I don't know if I, I wouldn't like, I'm manly. I don't, I still think I'm a child. Like I really do. I think I'm like an adolescent. I think about things really fucking stupidly. Um, I, when you describe an adult, I'm like, that's not me. (laughs) I don't don't know if it's anybody in this room, the way society describes an adult. Totally. Cause I think adults are miserable. (laughs) I think people pretend to be adults. Sure. Yeah. But if, if you look at some of the oldest people, Maybe some of the most powerful people in the world. There's really no, there's no difference. There's nothing separating them from a child and how they handle things and how they approach things that they want. Right? It's just I'm and a child. The tantrums they throw when they can't <laughs> yes. get what they want. Right? The best <laughs> it's way, very childlike. The best way I heard it put, and this made sense to me, is actually you like you're uh, a child when you think that everything you do is okay and that everything that if there is a problem it's other people's problem like it's other people's fault you blame the external world and you're a parent when you think that everything is fine but all of your problems are your own making you're like over you go the opposite way right like every, it's my fault you're overly blaming and an adult is under <clears throat> understanding that I'm okay and the world is okay and sometimes people act like children and some people act like parents and you deal with them accordingly. So it sounds like we have a lot of children in the world. <laughs> I, I was going to say we've got a lot of children raising children. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Maybe we need daycare. Is that going to solve anything? <laughs> we already... Yeah. Daycare for adults? That's <laughs> what cubicle work is. Maybe that's where gyms would be a better place for daycare. Let them run around, get the energy out, beat the shit out of them with some cardio. Okay. Like a parkour gym is like the (laughs) ultimate daycare for kids. You're just like, we're going to imagine every fat fucking adult trying to swing on a bar. There'd be so many injuries. I thought you were going to say fat fucking kid. Same. Can you, (laughs) Matt, you're like, hey, Fat Chad or whatever, you know, <laughs> fluffy Karen, <laughs> fluffy. like we're going to drop you off at daycare today and they go take him down to like Tempest in LA or something, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. and just go have a good time. <laughs> and they just be like, they wouldn't know what to do. What happened to me? Didn't wait, wait, here, <clears throat> give me your phone. Isn't that already branded and it's called CrossFit? <laughs> I thought that was like the subtle point that I was getting yeah. at where everyone is, everyone found out that they needed daycare. They well, needed I a place it, to play uh, with people. Gym, so they went to CrossFit. Yeah. It's, and they all look like class. the salmons jumping up river when they move yeah. intensely. Or recess or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> That's what CrossFit is. That's pretty good. I, S- sorry, Greg. <laughs> sorry, Greg. <laughs> or you're welcome. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. hey, that could be, it could go both ways. It could be. So, like, uh, I see a lot of children, too, and I see a lot of tantrums going on. Like, there's there's obviously some good reasons to be angry at the world and of what's going on. Like most people should be affected by what's going on. Um, but how you handle that will determine whether you're a child or not. Like if, if I'm just blaming other people for like the thing and not taking accountability for the things that I want see seem changed in the world that would, would affect me positively. 
you're just having a tantrum. Yeah, I mean the uh, the something has to be frustrating to elicit a desire for change, right? Or comfortable, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that that has to be where the desire for something different comes from. It's like I don't like this, yeah. And so you have to delineate what it is that you don't like and what it is that you actually like and want. Because if you don't have a desire, and then you're throwing a tantrum. Because you don't know what you want. Right. So you just flail around and yell because you don't have words to say, hey, mom, I'm hungry. Oh, just my God. Give you me just a described pizza. CrossFit, too. I don't know what I want, but I'm just going to flail around <laughs> inside of this building until I get the, pers- like the I don't know, supposed thing that I think that I want. I get some positive feedback. Yeah, because yeah, I think that is all they want is positive feedback in some form or another. Yeah, if you have a coach clapping for you and saying you did a good job, then, then you did a good job. Then you feel like Man, you, you sweat and you, and you breathe hard. And I, I, I guess I did the thing. So now I can go home and feel good about myself. I told you you did good today. How do you feel about it? It's okay, pretty, so, pretty terrible. So, <laughs> this is like... Um, you are lying. <laughs> this is like undetermined work that's getting done, right? You, you're doing work, but there is no end point. So when people say... like One of the things that I hate from entrepre- the entrepreneur scene... If you would, you know, the whole like Gary, Gary V deal, the whatever the fucking other guy that owns the protein company that just, I think it's like a uh, motherfucking CEO or whatever they uh, call first form. Yeah. First, form. like all of those guys are like, you just got to fucking work hard. You got to grind. You got to fucking put in your time. If you do this, you'll get this. And that, you have to get a sub- substantial handout of money from somebody else. Yeah. Keep going. Oh yeah. So they're, they're saying your input is equal to your output or whatever they're saying like it's it's an equation just by the sheer nature of doing work something hard will work happen. yeah and this is the this is the nature of reality is that is actually not true focused determined and opportune or strategic work is what leads to something whether that's fitness or whether that's entrepreneurship or whether that's relationships like i can't just like I bring flowers every day. I'm putting in the hard work. I'm telling, like, I'm just saying the words. I'm doing the thing. Is not going to build, like, a meaningful relationship, right? Uh, it's just platitudes over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be space in between the quote-unquote doing that allows for thinking, for creativity, for thoughts, Yeah, to, you know, put your thoughts together where, at least like on Instagram right now, it seems like, Everybody has four million stories up and nobody's thinking. They're just doing. They're just like putting stuff up like, oh, this is helpful, but it's not it's necessarily all output. Yeah. Everybody is just putting out something. And right? it's just noise, right? There there's no intent behind it. Right. There's just a lot going on. And so by by mm. it's you know, the what, what, whatever it is that you're posting, you're going like, I, di- I did a thing. Look, like I did it, right? Like the, the Starship Troopers, like, I'm, I'm doing my part. I'm, I'm helping. I'm, right, I'm helping. I'm helping. The fucking... The Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, <laughs> I choo-choo-choose you. How, how is it that whatever it is that we're talking about, whatever happens in the world, the Simpsons have already covered it. The Simpsons did it. Or family. Yeah, I, I mean, well, because cartoons and comedy and satire is truth. It is news. It is the way we digest things without being offended. Or, or like, I think that's the way to disarm a side, right? Like, it's a cartoon. You can't be mad at it. So you kind of have to laugh. But if somebody comes on the news and says the joke, like, you know, acts like a, you know, semi mentally disabled kid, 
who's just like a simpleton. He's like a simple Jack character. You can't get mad at that. But if a news anchor acts like that or like reflects that, you know, you're like, oh, they're disrespectful because they're this side of the aisle or they're this side of the belief. Like when a human represents something, we can fight against it. Because we're like, oh, well, they do this, therefore that. Like we take the person and instead of digesting the idea, we look at the character and we just go, well, they're they're like this. Therefore, I don't have to listen to the truth of what they're well, saying. And I think that's why the sort of perhaps like the rogue comedians were always the most popular, like yes. the George Carlins and the yeah. Richard Pryors is because you can't put you can't put me in a box. I'm going to call bullshit wherever it is that I see it. Yeah. And people people get drawn to that because it's truth. It's the only tr- truth that can be spoken mm. because what do you say in response to someone who is saying, hey, here are just seven bad words. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I am no like, I'm not like some sort of pinnacle of, of critical thought. I'm just calling bullshit. Yeah. And that is the only setting with which the truth can be spoken. Otherwise, people are too defensive and too worried about the criticism they'll face for actually saying something that might be truthful. Uh, this time <clears throat> right now whatever what's the date June 6th something? I think it's the 5th uh, 6th is it? I don't know. The 5th. Sunday fifth. is the, Yeah, Saturday's the the 6th. I guess it's our It's the 5th a few days after the last time we had a Monday. Aaron's going to kill me cuz our anniversary is on the 6th. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Talking about bad relationships. Um Right now is probably the most important time to be as careful as you possibly could with what you say and what you deem as truth. And now is also the time that you need to do that. Like express what you think that it is. All Like all of the extremes we're hearing because they're loud in their tantrums, right? You're hearing about the disrespect for people showing police. And I mean, there are authorities and we need to trust them. I can't get on board with that, but they're also the opposite side is like, we need to defund the police and we need to, you know, we need to not buy things from black diamond because one of the guys that owns part of the shares also owns something in this other share that creates things that police use against protesters. And you're like, man, that's like 17 degrees of separation that'll never affect anything. I can't agree with any of that either. And I have to be careful with this, but I do not agree that this is a fucking race problem. And the reason why doesn't mean that there aren't racial problems. It doesn't take anything away from people thinking that Black Lives Matter or or that you know we need to fix inequality or that there is you know reparations to be made for something that happened in American history and we've never gotten over that. And this is just an extension of that. But the actual problem that everybody could get on board behind is that we have too much authority Mm. and that authority is unwarranted. It's a, the inequality that needs to be addressed is the disparity of power. Yes. Which is, it's interesting. And, and, and I don't understand why people are stopping at a certain you know, at a certain level, like, Hey, we're mad at the cops. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the tool. That's the, that's the hammer Mm -hmm. that got used that gets used. It's the, it's the form of power that people, you know, at least in this context have the most interaction with. 
Yeah. Right. Because that's who you see. You go to a, you know, you're, you're out in public. There's a, there's a, a peace force <laughs> or whatever. Like, I don't, <laughs> which that's seems, a force that carries pieces, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but there's, but then there's, you know, people who give them permission and there's people who look the other way, even further up the chain. And then there's people whose behavior basically tells, you know, tells that tool, that hammer that's out walking around in public, that they're not going to be prosecuted, that it's going to be okay. And then there's a union fighting for those guys and, you know, this, that, and the other. And it's just like, don't, like the focus, let me be, let me be careful. The focus is on the small thing. Well, I mean, yeah. not, not to be all conspiracy, but do we think that the fact that this is an election year isn't a part of why or how everything that has happened has happened. It's an amplifier for sure. sure right? And so the, the, the well, because it, people are vying for power. Right. And so now the people who pull all the strings are more active right now because there's more to be had it, by playing their hands. Hey, you do it right. You buy the votes. There you go. And so here's the thing, right? The conversation is always about left versus right mm -hmm. and not about authority versus freedom. <laughs> And and so what, what I just find hilarious is that through all of this coming up, there's now this sort of idea that somehow and not that I'm for either candidate, but Joe Biden is going to save us from racism. <laughs> <laughs> like like the guy who I, I, <laughs> because, no, because right now everyone's like, hey, remember this when you go to vote. And I'm and I'm thinking, who do you think you're going to vote for that is going to solve whatever problem it is that we have right now? Because that's not on the table. Yeah. Because the, the table is left and right, but it's all authority. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the biggest fucking crackdowns right now are coming from cities which are governed by Democrats. By yeah. Democrats. Right. <laughs> like, it the, seems the, really the, weird. I, the thing that I, you know, we're talking, we got a problem with the police. So there's a mayor, I think it's in West Palm Beach, Florida, who said, all right, I declare a certain state of emergency. That means no firearm sales, no ammunition sales. It is illegal to display a firearm, blah, blah, blah. But, and and uh, I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. You're going to disarm the populace in the face of a problem of, <laughs> oppression, of, and authority. of, of oppression and authority <laughs> expressed by the police. You are one dumb motherfucker. How, how is it possible that... We can get it so absolutely wrong. I, th I think you know, like intuitively, <laughs> anybody looking, I, I'm not a fucking genius for sure, but like I'm an average human being and to propose defunding police, if you think that will solve the problem, which is one based on not enough education, you know, too much authority, too much trust not enough oversight for the authority it's and you and think taking money away with dress that. for success gone bad right so how <laughs> let's like apply that to the opposite problem so we go like oh they're affecting you know poor communities or communities that are minorities yada 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 we all kind of know what the problem is right but police and you know high crime rate cities but also what, what if we you know an educational on. system based on local taxes um Sure, but so that, if, if we think the problem is defunding police, when we see that there's high crime in a community, should we defund the community? When we see that they break laws and they do things, like should we just defund them? Should we not have community outreach? Should we not try to educate them? Should we not try to get them past what crime does to a community? 
No, it's not the fucking answer. And I'm not saying that cops are awesome. They need more money. They definitely need more education. Oh, they for sure need tanks. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> that yeah. way all the National Guard dude could stay home. And then, the, so then, and, and then the riders can steal them from them. And now the change goes, okay, now we're going to make it illegal for cops to do chokeholds. When, in fact, every jujitsu gym in the fucking country does chokeholds all day long for decades on end and nobody dies. So is it the chokehold or is it the person fucking doing the choking that needs to change? And my solution there that I mentioned in the office was like, okay, you got to qualify with your firearm once every six months or once every three months, depending on the department. You get choked out the same day that you qualify with your firearm. Every time you go, you get to qualify, you get choked out. (laughs) Uh, tap, I like tap all you want, motherfucker. You're going to sleep. I like Josh's like, idea earlier that mm. if you want to be a police officer, you have to be in shape and you have to do jujitsu. Uh, he said not. He didn't say in shape. He <laughs> said you can't be. I said fat. a little bit bluntly than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, just if you if you think about it, if a cop is and you can't be a white belt in jujitsu. <laughs> I can attest to that because I went to one jujitsu class before the quarantine happened. Uh And I realized that I do not want to get in an altercation with anybody who knows anything if I don't know shit. Yes. (laughs) So to think about how how much just knowing like a handful of things changes the game with two people in a scrap. Yeah. I want the people whose job it is to handle shit to know how to handle shit. And they should be at, at least some sort of uh, minimal level of conditioning. And yes, not being fat, because if you can't chase somebody down or handle your shit, you're more likely to reach for your gun. Yes. And is and, that not the problem? And if you take away the tool of strangling, what tool are you going to move to? Like, what what is the next best thing? It's a threat of something. Like, oh, I'm not allowed to do this to that person. Therefore, I'm going to use my gun or I'm going to use my baton or I'm going to use something that doesn't have the non-lethal part of actual learning how to like choke somebody out. Right. We need as many steps as possible between mm-hmm. no confrontation and using your gun. Yes. But if we... If right now the I believe what people are pushing for is de-escalation tactics, yeah. which I'm all for, mm-hmm. those should probably include chokeholds and other physical moves so the gun doesn't come out. Just yes. because, oh, yes, just 100%. because a terrible cop put his knee on somebody and killed him for nine minutes, <laughs> which is which is ridiculous. And the thing the thing that does sort of like give me some kind of light at the end of the tunnel is that. I have not seen anyone disagree with that. We all agree that that dude killed George Floyd. Yes, except the Associated Press, in which case a guy died (laughs) with coronavirus. We hit with coronavirus (laughs) and and drugs in his system and a history of crime. Like there's the statement from the 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 is it the Minneapolis or Minnesota Police Union today? Holy fuck! I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I'd put them. You know, like, yeah, we're going to just arrest you guys, too. Um, <laughs> Complicit. It, it, just just because they're like, oh, this guy was a reprehensible person. He'd been in jail for armed robbery. He had drugs in his system. He was trying to pass a phony $20. But, you know, all of this stuff and saying we're going to we are going to vigorously defend, which, you know, as a union, you kind of have to do. Right. But still, you know, you know, whether it's right or wrong. Um, but they're just like, OK, we're going to try and make this the guy who was murdered look as bad as possible so that the cops, the the police officer, fuck it, he's a cop, um, you know, the the guy who killed him 
and the th- other dudes that stood around watching him be killed look as good as possible. Did they do a toxicology exam of the police officer? I would guess not. I wonder how many things that cop was on. If it was the Jack 3D that did it. <laughs> or, I, seriously, like what amphetamines is he on? Because yeah. people love to play this card like, oh my God, he's a drug user. I'm like, what do you drink in the morning? What do you take to go to sleep? Yeah. What do you take to keep your heart rate like down or yeah, up how do you, or whatever? How do you deal with your diabetes? What do you inject into your fucking belly fat yeah. every morning? How many what antidepressants you, are you on? Yeah. Like, and what do you drink when you take those antidepressants? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, the, oh, water, man. You don't want to mix. Of course, because it, it's clear. It looks like water. <laughs> Throw a couple ice cubes in there, put it in a big glass. It looks like cold water then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the fact that that's not taken into account when a murder happens is like, okay, where are both people at? We're only doing an autopsy on the person instead because of a blood draw. Because any incident like that in the military, there's yeah. like a, there, there's a, even a fucking vehicle crash on post, man. You get yeah. fucking pissed. They get tested. Like, yeah. you're, you're going so, like, so what happens when that cop is on, you know, testosterone replacement therapy or one of these things that you yeah. know might elicit aggression a, a higher state of aggression yeah or or whatever or like higher blood pressure or also require you know because estrogen gets out of whack now i have to counterbalance that with anastrazole and that has some other effect you're like everybody is on all the drugs all the fucking time mine just happened to be fun <laughs> like but yeah, I think that's a really important thing that you just said that the gu- the victim got tested the the victor <laughs> whatever Fuck. did not. Yeah. So tell me if I'm wrong, but obviously you die, your metabolic process stops. Yeah. Drugs probably continue to stay in your system. Yeah. So the cops that did it, you know, probably didn't have anything done for a week. Oh, easily. 10 days, two weeks, however long it's been. Easily, yeah. So it's already metabolized out of their system. It's too late yes. to test them. Right. Yeah, especially if you've been on, you know, kind of locked down but the thing is they can't have access as if there's no drugs in jails but whatever <laughs> they, they arrested and and charged the, the the main guy pretty quickly though didn't they uh, a week. i no, think it was a week it was a week yeah because i thought he, i thought he was like at least fired like right away right? oh yeah fired everyone got fired yeah right that was the that was the right away action yeah um but then the actual arrest the yeah. it you know it took some sure inordinate amount of time yeah I guess. and then they had you to know, upgrade keep... the charge <clears throat> which i do see most people don't understand that when it was like third degree murder that's accidental death and the reason why they have to like first of all police officers are they're tried differently than a citizen who would commit murder a citizen that would kill somebody or be responsible for somebody's death would be a- a- arrested immediately but Police officers are held to a different standard because they are required by the public to put themselves into situations that they wouldn't normally be put in. So part of the risk of being a police officer is also attached to part of the forgiveness is like mistakes are going to get made. Normally, people wouldn't be in those situations. Therefore, because we are asking you to do things. Yeah, that. Also, that we are not willing, which makes a lot of sense. But if people figure like, well, it's it's harder to convict a cop. Uh, because of all these things, sure. But if you get rid of them, there's going to be consequences for that too. Like police are not going to get involved in certain things. Like they just, they don't want to be, which might, maybe that's the fix. Maybe that's the, hey, you want less deaths? Cops are charged the same as citizens. Therefore, when they see something happening, like, fuck that, man. Like every citizen will do. Like, not my problem, I'm out of here. There's no more good Samaritan thing. And, And it goes back to like, all the things that are being discussed are the wrong things, in in my opinion, 
of how law enforcement was. I do not get along with most police officers. I have some friends that are police officers, but officers that I run into, we do not have a good relationship right off the bat because I don't respect their level of authority and how they attained it. It's the same as politicians. I don't respect them because of how they got appointed. That being said, I'm very careful. Or elected how, or whatever. Like yeah. we were talking about this yesterday, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm a 58 year old man. I want to get involved in politics. I needed to start 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And then have like five years of disgust at how rigged the fucking system is. And I can't even get on the city yes. council, much less enter, you know, state politics and then eventually something else. So it's, and do I want to be, do, and, and if you, and, and the other problem with, with that though is you become who you hang around. Mm-hmm. The last thing yeah. I want is to be around those motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to be in that environment. And yeah. I and I I know enough, you know, I have had enough friends become cops that I go, man, I really don't trust cops because I know a lot of these people. We <laughs> I watch them commit crimes. Like I openly watch them commit insurance fraud and beat the fuck out of people unfairly. And, and it was like, you know, as a kid, maybe you're just like, oh, whatever. You know, I was fucking 18 and 19 and 20. I'm going to watch these things happen. It was like, oh, it's just my crazy friend, Paul, who happens to now be a fucking sheriff downtown. And now that guy, that guy that committed insurance fraud multiple fucking times, he's the one telling people what they're doing is illegal. He's part of the drug enforcement task force of Salt Lake City. I was like, what? <laughs> That what? Like, how is that possible? And you know, he's a nice enough guy, and hopefully, maybe he's turned a corner, and maybe he's not that. Pro- I don't know him anymore, but maybe he's been around such good people. Yeah, he's become a good person. My guess is no, but <laughs> <laughs> the idea, though, like, so what are the ideas on the table? Defund police, um, fire all police. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me just say, hashtag Somalia. Yeah. <laughs> Can that argument be over now? Yes. So okay. how about oh, oh, like, <laughs> moving let, on? Let's go to the other. Like, what are the other, like arm all people? I I'm okay with that one, <laughs> um, because then it's at least equal. Or you know what? Are, like tear down. Like let's burn this whole fucking city down and then keep the fucking people in charge. Like how? Like it just doesn't make any sense. And the the good ideas that I have heard are not very loud. It's like community policing has been proven to work in Dayton it was proven to reduce the amount of police uh, abuse and uh, brutality by like 50 fucking percent because they required something like their cops have to be like hired within a city. So the requirement would just be like, if you want to work as a police officers serving your community, your living address is within that zip code. So now the community you're in, you know, the, you're more likely to know those people. You're more likely to know those streets. And guess what? Everyone should also know where you live. Yes. So you can't get away with this some is, bullshit. This is the old sheriff model to deputize the community in times of need. Like get the people who understand the people that they live around to get them to do that. Uh, and you look at Compton, like people talk about how violent Compton is. Compton is like one of the safest places in California right now because the cops that worked it have decidedly gotten involved with the community. Like they started to know people. They know the gang members. They understand why they become gang members. Is that 
like known or I don't think so. No, because it's 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 known as like how do we? You don't want to go to Compton. I do bike races in Compton, and yeah, when I first went there, I was like, "Fuck, man, it's super scary, isn't it?" It's like a no. It's like a totally normal fucking neighborhood. And yeah, there, that doesn't mean there's not crime. It's fucking Los Angeles. It's one of the most dangerous places on the planet. Inside of, of America, that city is one of the most potentially dangerous in the world because of the amount of murders that happen in downtown LA. But people hold Compton to this like gangster's paradise thing, and it isn't that anymore. Well, it's something that you said, I heard you say earlier today, talking about these protests and then the riots that came of it. Mm-hmm. Versus the protest against coronavirus, where you had a bunch of white people with assault rifles going to government buildings. Yeah. Because the potential for violence and destruction is actually much higher, Mm -hmm. right? The threat is much higher. So when people are aware of what the circumstances are and what the risks are, people won't be so flippantly just willing to devolve into violence because they know that the the pushback Mm -hmm. is going to involve a lot of death. And so if you have a, I mean, I think it has to exist not in a completely lawless anarchist setting. There has to be an understanding that we're playing by rules here. And if those rules get broken, it can devolve into chaos, but we are trying to hold things together. Right. It actually makes things safer by making them more dangerous. Yes. I mean that, that is polite society theory, right? Like if everybody has the same cap- capability to do another person harm, then suddenly we start reacting a little bit different. You can notice it immediately. Watch how like how careful you are around a police officer, even though I don't respect them as an authority. I respect their ability to do violence. So therefore, I am very polite. And I go out of my way to put my hands where they won't have to worry about anything. Because in most situations, they are armed and I am not. Plus, you know their level of training and is they'll trust sh- it. shit. And honestly, when an officer knows that you are armed, they act completely differently too. They are very careful. Which, you know, if you know, you, you get pulled over and there's an alarm bell that goes off that when they run your license, it's like CCP, 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 but they, CCP. But, they, but if you're... It's not required by law to hand your permit over when you hand your driver's license over. Correct. But you fucking well should. Yes. Because that also establishes the parameters of the conversation. Yes. Like, oh, show me some ID. Hand them both documents. Are you carrying a weapon? Yes, sir, I am. Yep. And all of a sudden, we're having a civil discourse. Right. Because, especially based on the way that that, you are carrying yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. That guy can identify that you've actually trained with your firearm, and he knows that he fucking hasn't. <laughs> and the, and the definitely possibility that. of something happening to him before he can do anything about it is a lot great. You can identify predators are obvious, and the quiet one is the one I do not want to fuck with. Your predators acknowledge uh, other predators, and in in you know that is an advantage in in a civilized society that has this like that that we have this archaic history, and it's full of just animal fucking instincts and you know drives and and intuitions that 
had us warring in, in vying for power in order to control our environment. And we think we've gotten away from that because we have the Kardashians. And that's like, we are. Isn't s- that a form of war? <laughs> <laughs> On my senses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like, it's not to say that like every person should have a gun because that's irresponsible. Every capable person who is willing to defend what they believe to be right should have the means to do so. Yes. Well, and, and then and then that that's the that's the issue is that if we want to have people, if we wanted to fund the police and we have people co- police the community themselves and mm-hmm. people be able to defend themselves, then those people need to have access to guns, right? And and there's but they the, also need to have access to education, sure, and um and do some. I'm just going to say training. Yeah, I mean, in I, order to handle the relationship with power that they will voluntarily assume yeah i'm not i'm not against having you know some sort of stringent regulations or Mm -hmm. training in order to get a gun i'm all for that like i've been wanting to get a gun for some time now i've had some altercations with some homeless people back in venice and then corona happened and then i couldn't get a gun but then i was like damn now i really want one and then this all (laughs) happened and i'm like as soon as i can i'm going to get one but the thing is is that I don't want to just get one is I want to get one. I need the ranges to be open so that I can train with it. I need to learn. But the, the, the issue with no matter, it doesn't matter what we're talking about is that you have these apparent sides to things and everything just sort of devolves into hypocrisy. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you want to defund the police, but you want no guns, right? You want people <laughs> to stay home, but also now you're going to flood the streets. You want like the, the understanding that your wants and desires and whatever your stated beliefs are, they can't just be flipped around the second your wants and desires become different. So when we have people who are, they want more power in certain things because their teammate is the one sitting on the seat of power, not knowing that the second that seat flips, now you have to deal with the problems of that power. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, regardless of what it is that we're talking about, if people can realize that realize their own hypocrisy, but by pointing out their opposing, if there is an opposing sides hypocrisy, they are at the same time pointing out their own. Mm-hmm. I saw within a matter of minutes, two memes and one said, if all protesters are sullied by some bad looters and rioters, what about cops? And then I literally saw one that said, if all cops are spoiled by some bad apples, what about the protesters and the rioters? It's like, do you both not realize that's the same fucking thing? This is my inability to get involved on any of it. As I go, people are just screaming past each other about the same thing. We we, We all want freedom to practice life how we seem fit. And we want to be able to do that without the fear of getting killed by a trusted authority or getting shot by a fucking unknowing citizen. It go like there's a balance here where we're all actually for the same thing. And that's why calling it a race thing is actually diverging from the actual thing that unites us. Right. It's it's the common look. I don't want. I do you think I care if I get shot by a rioter versus a shot by a cop? No, it doesn't, I don't yeah, care. It make a difference. Do you think I care if I die from Corona or whatever fucking issue could come from lockdown, suicide, sure. depression? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 fact that people would would think that there is one of these results which is somehow worse than the other mm-hmm. when they're both the same thing, and we need to stop both of them from happening. 
But th- for some reason, like I, uh, from my perspective, that'd be the only way to get something done is to accept the 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 cost and benefits of any approach, and be where can we meet each other so that we all benefit from the from the results. So now you're talking about a conversation that needs to happen, but the only way a conversation needs to happen is it both people intending to have that conversation have to seek something they can't. They can't make a judgment to know what needs to happen. They have to want something besides just being right. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, and there is no like right defend perspective. Um, an immutable, immutable position. Like yeah. that's not a conversation. No. Like everybody has to come. With, hey, guess what? I would like to learn something. I'm fucking well, ignorant. That's I'm, that's the problem right now, right? Is everybody's just forcing their narrative down everybody's throats. That, Nobody's. That has been the problem, right. For about fifty years. Sure. It's it's in abundance at the moment. Sure, like you can't it's not loud. see it. You, yeah, it's very loud, which doesn't allow people to actually have the conversation because it's once you're not this, you're then immediately this other thing. So, Brandon, to, like, I mean, I posted that like cops should do ayahuasca, which I think every like the guy with the, holding up the sign, yeah, yeah and it's like, that, yeah, I totally like, I I honestly believe, and it's not for everybody, but I do believe that if the majority of people use substances it would actually infer something greater than the use of the substance so when brandon the other dude was like do you think everybody should just on the same day everybody drop acid and i go no that wouldn't work it works as a tool because you're seeking something from the use of the tool and people are no longer seeking they're just demanding something they feel entitled to a way of life and they're not trying to find a better way of life which is why no conversation is happening. It turns to screaming. Like what happens when a kid doesn't want his food but doesn't want this and wants that but that doesn't exist. All they do is flip the table over and you get to wait till they're done or they get tired. This is and this is my whole thing right now is yeah. like hey, intensity is the opposite, opposite of duration. duration. These motherfuckers they don't have a ton of endurance <laughs> and it's going to get you know, we're going to be able to talk pretty soon once they get tired. I, both, I mean, on they, both sides. Uh, once think, yeah. once yeah. we all get a little bit more tired, yeah, because you know we can't say we're not sort of participating. But I but I don't think flipping the table over is. It's a form of it, but and this is where I mean, this is where I'll go again. Like I'll be hypocritical or at least oppose the original idea because I do think the threat of violence balances the scales in two capable beings. I also don't think using violence changes anybody's fucking mind. You can't assassinate. A person and not think that there's just another fucking sack of flesh to fill their boots because it'll and then it just further entrenches the belief because they feel now defensive against the threat of violence. The threat of violence is there to balance the actual conversation that comes, but you can't use violence to actually have the conversation. Yeah. Well, if you, if you like abuse the violence, you have now confirmed the the fears of the other side. Right. And, and this is not to take away the fact that discipline, I'm not talking about discipline when I talk about violence. If a child throws a tantrum because they don't know what they want and they don't know how to get it, do you enact violence because you're impatient? Would that make the situation better? No, it never would. In fact, it just entrenches that child in into excusing its behavior. God damn, could, you, could we go back in time and you could tell that to... <laughs> my dad <laughs> are we talking about your parents again yeah sorry I, keep I didn't want to go and then I guess couldn't not 
finish the sentence but anyway <laughs> got a little bit too real yeah. I, you like you see a child act out and my first impulse if it's not my child is to fucking kick that child in the face that's the wrong impulse how you change that child's life is you wait till they're done having a tantrum and then you hug them you show them compassion you show them that you understand that they're frustrated that and that's when a conversation can happen. It, like, I would hate to say this on this show, but love is the answer in that circumstance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy. Wait, wait, wait. Let me whoa, just... Dude, we're, whoa, dude. Oh, man, we can, just lost another listener. Once you can establish <laughs> that both both sides are equally capable of inflicting violence, the only answer is compassion and understanding. Yes. So to any of our listeners who haven't fallen off this podcast from things Michael said before, <laughs> I, I can confirm this is, in fact, Michael Blevins saying these words. Yeah. <laughs> you know the world is fucked up when I'm the one who has to say that. Yes, like, can't you argue know that. that. And, and so, so that reminds me of like the, the jujitsu thing, where you know the the people like oh black belts in jujitsu are just the chillest motherfuckers around, right? Yes. Uh, and part Brazilian, part sure, but, <laughs> part fucking you up. But if you have a gang of of black belts in a room and they're hey, like they're the chills people that fucking love weed, mm-hmm. they love mushrooms, they love all that shit <laughs> because they know what they're all actually capable of and that that calms them both in knowing what they can do to approach a situation if they have to but also knowing what can be done to them they're aware of what true violence looks like and Uh, to some degree yeah yeah, and so like shit well let's just fucking hang out and have a good time and then we can go train and roll and then go back to whatever the hell is we want to do but should the need arise we can fuck shit up yeah, and and that 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 there's a certain, and that's what like real confidence is, right? Some yeah. some guy who's always yapping about how strong he is or how what fucking belt he is that he could beat the shit out of people and just flaunting his guns, like that's the guy who's doesn't know shit, right. and when something happens, he's gonna act irrationally and probably get himself and someone else hurt. It's the experts, it's the black belts, it's the spec op guys mm-hmm. who are super fucking calm. Let's all hang out, but should the need arise, I can handle the whole situation. Yeah, no. And where are they at in any given conversation? Like you're talking to uh, politicians are completely incapable people, as far as I'm concerned. They, they might have a military background. There might be the few, you know, that has you know whatever ability physically and mentally. It's rare in a politician. It's really rare to have somebody that has like a physical practice or a history of, you know, violence or whatever that informs their decision-making. But when you do hear, like, I'm trying to, um, McCain was a good example of that. Like, here's somebody that I completely disagree with. Like, how he views the world, I don't view the world that way. But when he spoke, there's knowledge and wisdom there that is respected, right? Like, he knows things about the world that I'll never know. Being a you know a, a prisoner of war and and a, a Vietnam I don't know if it's a Korean War too, but like a multi time a multi time um, soldier and, and like a career soldier into politics, I think is a good answer in some cases um, because you get that world perspective of somebody who's seen the worst side of humanity and he doesn't want that on his own land like he doesn't want to bring that here he'll do whatever he can 
to defend and do that. And that's somebody that are like, man, his policy sucks. He's kind of a fucking asshole. But he also, it, it's respectable. Sure. And, it, and the well, politicians now are just like, why are you saying that? Because you can like pad your pockets with more money. And and that and that's why it's it's not the the title or position that you hold or the badge that you wear that though you are in a position of authority gives you any sort of value. It's it's your character through that, hmm. right? So just because someone's a cop, like I have some friends who are cops who are some of the mm-hmm. like the nicest people I ever met. I know some friends who are cops who like terrify me, yeah. but at the same time are the, like amazing because I know what they can do and I know what they actually do. Right. Mm. Like I know that like, you know, I have a specific friend who's like SWAT team member thing. Mm -hmm. Dude's fucking huge. He's jacked. He's really fit. He is always talking about like stoicism, Zen shit, like love. He, Mm -hmm. his expression is, is really powerful to me, but I know what, and so I have a, but how rare is it? It is, it is. But I'm saying I have immense respect for him. Yeah. Right. But it's not because that he's a cop. It's because of the person who he is. He happens to be a cop. And so what the world need, the world needs are leaders, politicians, businessmen, you know, cops, doctors, whatever the hell it is that have actual character more so than the badge or the position that they hold. Or the diploma or the, you know, yeah, you, the you degree. respect the person and the character and the things they do and say and not the title that they hold. Sure. Like, everyone knows some dumbass who graduated college, sure, yeah. right? And, I mean, not that I'm saying I'm a fucking genius because I didn't, but I know, we, we all know that there's plenty of billionaires who didn't graduate college. Sure. Yeah. So, clearly, the diploma is not some sort of metric of, of anything besides the fact that you can just do shit work enough to get to the end right you can if you're a politician you can get you can talk enough shit to get elected if you're a cop you can do whatever the hell it is if you can raise enough money sure to you know so that you can buy some time in order to compel people to listen to you talk which by the way how come this hasn't been proposed why don't we defund politicians (laughs) you got my vote they're the ones not doing a fucking thing and make them, and if you, hey, you want to be in office, spend your own fucking money. It'd be really interesting. Except then you'd have people be able to buy their way in, but, um, which t- they're doing already, so. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to say, is there a difference? Like, <laughs> but to see the type of person that would apply for those positions if money wasn't the motivating factor or the power of it yeah. would be interesting. And also, if there was no air conditioning permitted within the city limits of Washington, D.C. You mean it could be called public service again? I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I feel like that's asking too much. God, I just went. I can say that everything is love. But Man, I everything there. is love. But, <laughs> but I, but I proposed this exactly. to Josh the other day, and obviously I have a bias towards this, and maybe this is completely fucking stupid, but I'm curious to know how the world would look, or our world, America, if after high school everybody had to go into the military for three years. I, I totally agree with that. For citizenship. Yeah. yeah. Or... Some similar public form of community sure. of public service. Yes, I mean because obviously you, you you have a lot of people who would not be down with that, but like, well, there's environmental a, protection. There's the other, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Peace exactly. Corps. There's yeah. Um, it's well, service. Like, sure. I think citizenship should like, I don't know, service is required for citizenship well, to understand it and appreciate it to be grateful right. for it. Um, and then citizenship would be a privilege. Right now, it's. It's just established as an entitlement. Well, careful because with that word privilege think, you're throwing around. You what? I said careful with that word privilege you're throwing around. I am. I also, like, there's people <laughs> that live in communities 
that you know learn or view the world a certain way based on the way they're raised. Yeah, and they're raised by people who view the world a certain way based on how it was at the time they were raised. And throwing people into a scenario of like a military, mm-hmm. like I'm thinking of basic training where you're thrown in a room with 40 people you've never fucking met of mm-hmm. all different ages, races, religions, colors, creeds, etc. And over time, like you have no choice but to interact with them. Yes. You have to. Have to figure you, out how to communicate. You have to learn from them. You have to like share ideas and you're all going through the same shit, you know, running and all the stupid PT and all the bullshit that you're going through and you find commonality with other people that maybe you never would have if you just stayed in your same community that you you know never could get out of before that's way too practical Sorry. well I, I think like i was I, just gonna <laughs> just, uh, say mic drop can we be <laughs> like yeah i mean that is a brilliant observation that you know, okay we're in this circumstance I, I think a major component of that I, I mean i do agree that being surrounded by different people is a really important thing of of the human experience but I think another thing is, you know, when, when you go to the army, right, you are based, you are, you are now scrub, right? You are zero, right. right? Your slate is clean. Doesn't matter what you come from. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't yeah, matter what you've whatever done. Whatever you got in school sure. doesn't matter. Yeah. Your right. A's, B's, C's, it's so irrelevant. I, I think that, that every human needs to, in a sense, be just debased and realize that you are not fucking special, that we are all actually in this together. And so to be in it, whether it's, I mean, shit, I was in a fraternity and I mean, uh, that, that's like the best thing to do, but you get hazed and at the beginning you're like, hey, you've earned nothing, right? Like in, in football, you're a freshman, hell week. It's like, you've earned nothing yet. I don't care what it is that you've done. So if people can experience what it's like to have to earn their respect and not to go through life being, well, I'm this, or my daddy's this, or I can have this, or yeah. To, to never have experienced something where it's like you can't have what you want. Just at, for one time, you can't have what you want. You can't experience life the way you've always experienced it. You now have to experience it through a brand new lens. You have a new a new community. And you have to start from square one. I think that changes people and hopefully for the better. I yeah, mean, it would change every industry. Like it would, it would change – policing that was my very first yeah. thought like if you go through mp infantry something yeah. and you've had to deploy or you know hopefully we're not in afghanistan for the entirety of my life but if you know <laughs> when you go see things like that hopefully it informs you of being a better police officer when you come back to a place that you know at this point it's hard to say but arguably is more civilized than afghanistan you might be aware of your privilege <laughs> well and that, and that like I mean, we talked about this in the symposium, right? It came up like this um, in kind of a weird fashion, this idea of privilege and how that's used almost as an insult. A hundred percent. When it doesn't mean that. And I think like even I got distracted by taking it as like, what do you mean privilege? What do you mean I'm privileged? Because you don't understand my circumstance or you mean I have it better than so it's really hard to identify whether somebody has something better than you. Well, and it's constantly moving, right? It's not like a fixed thing, like privilege, however you want to say it, you know, can change based on who you're talking to or the situation you're in. And and this was the misconception that is synonymous with advantage or entitlement or, or yeah, it doesn't mean that actually. Um, because it couldn't be my white privilege to meet you unless it was a part of gratitude. But like we said in the symposium, like if you try to force somebody to be grateful, 
it makes them resentful, which is the same thing that happens when you're like, you have a privilege and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like now I don't fucking like you very much, even though I feel very privileged to be alive. I agree with you. Like I agree that just being alive is a privilege because there's lots of things that are not alive and that don't get to feel things, that don't get to have an experience. And it's uh, impermanent. Yes. This condition of being alive, which... Temporary, uh, like temporary things lead to value. Therefore, life is valuable. Therefore, you should be grateful that you have something of value that lots of people don't. There's lots of sperm that goes into socks. There's lots of eggs (laughs) that get shed. There's lots of life that does not happen, thankfully, for us. And that's the privilege. But to try to then put on a spectrum based on socioeconomic status of who is more privileged than what and within the te- like the arbitrary boundaries that you designated as the United States we have it better than blacks on average but do blacks have it better than other blacks in other places in the world yes absolutely if you live in America you might as well fucking put privilege on your forehead well, well, I was to say where does privilege start we're alive Right, you just pointed that out. Yes. That's privilege. We live in America. You just pointed that out. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to be here, as hard as that is to accept sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, like, where do we start with just saying, okay, we have these same privileges? Where do the differences happen, and how do we understand each other to make that better? Well, I see it in here on on, on when somebody doesn't know what this place is, and they get like they think that they can hire our service, like when they think that they can pay for it. They have no respect for it. It's entitlement. Exactly. They, because they think it's purchasable, which is weird that privilege is most often tied to socioeconomic things. Because it's, it's not like I know tons of rich people. I w- it is not, it's, not a, I, it's a privilege to not be those people to me. Socioeconomic status has nothing to do with it. it, it the, if you wanted to refer to it as an advantage, it's recognition of your own advantage. My ability to recognize what I have and then appreciate it right? in any given circumstance. But if socioeconomic status was the privilege maker or schooling was the privilege or your skin color was, was the privilege maker, then you wouldn't have affluent white people fucking shooting themselves like enormous rates higher than it's ever been like what's so like is that a privilege no it's them not recognizing their advantage of just simply living well there's a keegan and i were talking the other night and it reminded me of i guess you'd call it like a parable where there's some some a man who's a fisherman right and he is he from nantucket (laughs) i don't think so nice (laughs) <laughs> he's he's from some third world country and he he does well fishing and provides for his family and he he enjoys his days out on the water and he has free time to spend with his family and provide for them and uh a businessman let's call him an american businessman oh, yeah, comes by right yeah, and says hey like you know if you did this you could get a boat and then if you get a boat mm-hmm. you can get more fish you can make more money then you can get a fleet of boats and you have a company mm-hmm. and then you can do this and you can do that and he's like, why the, would I do that? Well, the, the fisherman goes, why would I do that? He's like, well, then you can have a lot more money and then you can have the free time to do whatever you want. And what he wants to do is to fish and spend yeah. time with his family. Yeah. So by the time he gets there, he has now lived his whole life working for something he already has. So who's more privileged? And that's how I describe like the trappings of success. Like, right. We aim for these things that we're told are valuable. We need a home. 
We need a big home. We need a fast car. We need an Escalade or whatever. We need these things because they represent success. But success is kind of the ability to lay back and soak it all in and be like, holy shit, I'm not dead and I'm not poor and my food or my belly has food in it. Like that's essentially the, the you are maximizing pleasure just by that. Right. Okay. I could, it'd be awesome. There's a billion dollars and I've got 14 hookers and cocaine, but at some point that actually makes you miserable. Well, it's just, that's a distraction is the way I see it. And, and it's desensitizing you to simple pleasure, which, which is like, if you enjoy food, you don't enjoy awesome food all the time because it desensitizes you to what awesome food actually tastes like. The best way to enjoy food is kind of have like a soft palate approach to enjoying food. Most of your food should be pretty simple. Simple meats, vegetables, starches, not very much salt, not very much salt, not very much fat, not very much sugar. And then when you do have the meal, you're like, "Oh my god, this is it. This is the thing." But that meal every day desensitizes you to it. And then you become fat, then you become diabetic, then you become miserable because your advantage in in pleasure seeking just made you fucking impotent and you know now you have no limbs and, and that's what that's but what happily I, you own a firearm so you can fucking kill yourself <laughs> well not with no limbs oh shit shoot so you yeah. gotta get ahead of the game a yeah. little bit like get, hey wait wait we leave me that finger got you, this you gotta get you gotta get woke before you lose your digits yeah yeah exactly so like what you just described as addiction right you you are no longer enjoying the thing that you are compulsed to do Right, because now it's lost its value, mm-hmm. and so it is consumption for the sake of consumption, rather than the experience itself. Yeah, my pleasure is at this. Le- my my expectations for pleasure are now at this level, and well, now I need at least like now I need you know now I need seventeen hookers. Yeah, I need one that's like a dominatrix. One that's like you know. Well, I think at some point, it, <laughs> the little Bo Peep. Uh, like yes, the satisfaction it, you get out of it just nice. disappears completely, and adding to that becomes the distraction to f- distract yourself from the fact that you're getting no pleasure out of this in any way, shape, or form. And it, yeah. and it goes. I mean, we've had this conversation before about the additive nature of everything. Mm-hmm. The, the, the consent, like, oh, I'm just gonna. Well, if if you know, two hookers was you know finally got boring or whatever, then I should add cocaine, and then I nice. should add four more, and then okay, well maybe I should add a dude into this mix, and then maybe you know I and I keep adding stuff when and and if you keep adding like more and more complex tastes, if we go back to the food analogy, mm-hmm. you know it's got to be more rich, it's got to be more complex, and now it has to be super spicy, and now it has to be this and that, and pretty soon you're just like, well no, start take it, like go back to like you said yeah. the simpler foods, so that on the couple of nights. You know, when, you know, little Bo Peep does come over, I'm starting mixing metaphors, (laughs) then, (laughs) you know, I can have lamb and... Is it Mary's little little lamb? And little Bo Peep. That is a fucking awesome metaphor. (laughs) And I think you also just described CrossFit again. (laughs) Just for the full circle effect. Hold on. Little Bo Peep is of age, right? Like... Um. Yeah. It's because it's little with a capital L. So okay. yeah, Lil. I guess it's like a, <laughs> it's a, is, she a, is she a rapper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a rapper. <laughs> Lil Bo Peep. I, I maybe and that man. I wonder if there is a rapper. I mean, how many things? So how Lil. much based on that that desensitization? Uh, desensitization blah, 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 marbles in my mouth. Based on that same model, 
how how is our current situation with coronavirus and politics and how is that not a part of it right like every problem is the biggest problem and we just keep trying to one up the problems to make them louder and louder when in reality like if any one of these things would have happened out of a simple existence you're like whoa whoa, whoa calm down it's coronavirus all right let's like handle it like this and then you go back to a normal existence where life is simple but now because how you look at the world is through your screen and that screen is always loud and it's hyper vigilant to get your attention it's super funny because i like i have this volume control on my phone to affect like the you know the, mm-hmm. the the intensity of the ring or yeah. you know how loud someone is you know when I'm listening to them speak, um, but there's this one sort of part of uh, the phone which seems to be like the television part mm. where the volume control doesn't work. <laughs> I can't fucking turn it down. It's like on or off, and when it's on, it's super loud and, and instead annoying. Of a, instead of a volume button, there should also be a bullshit button where you should just quiet it a little bit, right? Yeah. If yeah, like, I mean, I, I know a guy. The president like, would hate that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, his thing is about being the loudest at all times, right? I feel like all of his tweets are in, in caps, caps, right? <laughs> He's always but, yelling but, at but, us. So here's the thing: is he, he might just not know how to take that out of caps. But I'll I mean, it could just be because he's old, right? Doesn't yeah. use technology. Um, <laughs> Here, have a typewriter. But oh so, no, you have. You've always had people type so for you. Is okay. it any surprise though that he's the product of television, right? He's the product of our current media system, which is twenty-four hour news cycle and clickbait, and the loudest thing gets the clicks, right? So to have to have a world where what the, what people what becomes like the front the forefront of everyone's sort of. Um, conscious thought is dictated to us by these corporations and then social media as well. Like part of that's the people who are falling into this trap of like, you know, the, the, the junk food of entertainment, right? It just kind of hits these, these, these pleasures, like the dopamine is just going off. And that's what it is, is that nothing gets you going more than anger, right? You see someone on the internet and you're like, Oh, fuck this person. I got to show them what's up. And so all you have is a bunch of people arguing back and forth, but it's not just the people on their phones. Then, then you have like the people in the streets, then you have the, the cops, you have the politicians and all it is, the whole state of the world is, 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 is a bunch of people arguing. saying, I think I know better and I'm going to prove it. Maybe it's a child throwing a tantrum. Like, and, and then I want everybody to believe how I believe. Right. And if That'll I yell awesome. it louder than you do, I am more right. Yeah. That's how I win arguments. I just get louder, increasingly louder and louder. Oh, so well, you are a child. It's like this podcast. <laughs> if we were just yelling and screaming at each other. But having the same conversation, nobody would listen to this podcast. Should we try it one time? I, we should just try get it right louder now. and louder. Hey, Michael! <laughs> no! Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm talking! <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like, how fucking annoying is that? Hey, Sparkle, be cool. You're, you're fucking with Mark's levels. <laughs> he has to go later and edit all this shit. None so of this will be yelling? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it won't be yelling. I'll just turn it all the, I'll just turn just it to a, turn it down it. to a whisper. I'd be curious how many people heard that and went, oh, fuck, that is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just went... God, I I guess I could turn it down because that's how that's how Instagram feels to me right now. Yeah, like I open it up and it's just people yelling at me for sure. It, but uh, yet nobody's actually yelling directly at me, but just like look, Keegan, everything. You just have feed. to understand that you're wrong. I know. <laughs> Did we have the? Con- I can't remember if we recorded this part of the conversation or what. Did it happen yesterday in the office where we were talking about fitness? Where like you know you're getting. I'm sorry, Keegan. You you're only recently woke. 
It's true. It, and so oh, I have yeah, to. Yeah. So so you therefore you know shut up, stay in your lane, man. Or or you know you 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 post something and you're just like no, you don't know, you're wrong. You've you haven't been doing this for ten years already. So it's just right. like the fucking it's, fitness model of the guy that does like realizes like oh I'm kind of fat and I decided to get a gym membership and go to the gym and then I go to the gym and they're just like get the fuck out of here. You should have started this. Ten, you know you you're you're only recently come to fitness, man. We've been doing this our whole lives, it's too late. motherfucker. Right. Instead of too, helping like, them and educating them, you just get your fucking fat ass out of here. You should have started ten years ago. You're an yeah. embarrassment. What a what a fucking bullshit you know way. Or right. and and it's probably the it's it's probably the, the the people who are the loudest. It's always the born again motherfuckers. I mean, it starts with religion. Oh yeah, because the recently converted, the recently found, are always the ones wanting to proselytize. Always the ones in all caps. Always, and so it's the most recently fit person who like it's not the guy who's been doing it for ten years. He's going to fuck with the new guy in the gym. It's the no. guy who's been doing it for a year. Why do I feel like yeah. you're talking and, about vegans? <laughs> um, because it's a human nature thing. They you have can, found you, the light, and now you must too. But you can, but you can apply it to anything. Sure. It's just like, okay, you weren't born with the. You were born with a certain amount of light, and you did everything possible, and the world did everything possible to suppress that. But I tell you, as you put that blue light inside of you, man, it'll all change. <laughs> but it's but it, so it could be a vegan, it could be a religious person, it could be a fitness person, it could be a you know any any type of activity person who does it recently discovered, it. and it could be a woke thing, and it's someone who like a year ago. Finally, you know, figure out that holy shit, we are in this together. But then, when you try to like come along later, a short while later after them, and say that hey, I think we're kind of out of work on this together. Like, shut up, man! Like, I, you're taking attention away from me, who is more recently but woke, but not as. It, long it, in the game is the guy who's kind of being quiet over there, who's understood it all along and realized that, man, I should just listen rather than opening my fucking mouth. I'm not, but like you, you can't play because you're new. Well, it's kind of goes back to the whole people like we need more education. So like as a coach, I'll use this analogy or example or whatever, because that's what I am. But like, go ahead. Well, so you say more education, but I just want to stop you there and be like. What is education? Because I'm not talking about going to school. I'm talking about, like, I think we need more experience. Uh, that is a much better word. And when I finish, your okay. experience will fit in way better okay. than education. Because I mean what I mean experience. Okay. Um, as you know, I don't give a fuck about public education sure. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, as a coach, like, you get into it and you're not really sure what to do. And like you're kind of hesitant and you like read some stuff and like maybe you're a little bit reserved. You don't ask too many questions because you don't know how to ask questions. And then all of a sudden you start getting clients and you see this thing like the ball moving. And then you're going, oh, I know a ton. I know everything. Like I'm going to just force everything I know down everybody's throats because I'm the best coach. I know everything. And then you go to another point where you go, oh, fuck, I I don't know anything. (laughs) We call that the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of people before that effect that are going like, oh, I I have a cause. I've been doing causes like this whole time. I'll just do causes the way I've always done causes. And if people don't do it this way, then they're not doing it right because I've been doing it. So I know that I'm right. And I know this is how you do things. And the danger is if you're not like if you're not actively trying to um, like confront your cognitive dissonance, which is what the Dunning-Kruger effect is you're actively um, now I can't think of the term but just um, the the opposite of that is basically 
you feel like you're an imposter. Like it's an imposter syndrome. Like I'm, man, when are they going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing? Right. Like when are they going to find out that I acknowledge to myself? But bounce it like, okay, I'm going to do it anyway, but I'm going to I'm going to pretend that I know what I'm doing, but I really don't, and I'm going to try to fix it along the way. Now you've just described life. Like yeah, I'm just going to figure it out, and I'm going to pretend for now, but I'll also admit to the things that I don't know so that I can learn them. And the second... You and the best teacher is the one that admits there's you know, some level of ignorance. Yes. I, I think. I mean, I, I, I'm going to go back. I don't know. It's 25 years, 30 years, whatever. And Scott and I are having this conversation about, um, you know, what like the best system, the best lightest, you know, the best power to weight ratio system, the best light, lightest, but offering one the most shelter, the most protection from the element system to spend, uh, intentionally spend a night out in the mountains. Mm. It's like, we probably know more between us about this whole lightweight, you know, Mm -hmm. thing based on the current technology and our relationship with it and what we've been practicing forever. We probably know more than just about anybody in the world about this. And we don't know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But we can explain all of the, you know, all of the lessons that led us to, you know, all of the experiences that led us to that. But I would never listen to anybody who just comes up and starts chest thumping about like, I know the way and this is the way and yeah. you got to do the, do the way. All lives like, matter. Well, oh, no. Only if you have a, <laughs> a bow and arrow. But, <laughs> I mean, that, that okay. is that is essentially I mean, it's a really good example of like the more somebody knows the less adamant they are about projecting that. Yes. Like the more you find out, you like you just realize how big everything is and you go, man. Oh man, this is semi-complicated. Therefore, I'm going to fall into a trap. And, and and I think the olives matter thing, I, I said it jokingly, but I also like, it's a perfect example of people not realizing the hypocrisy of what they're, they don't realize that like three weeks ago, when when they're like, you know, we're against wearing masks and yeah. they didn't want to stay in their house and they're like, the economy is the important thing. All lives matter didn't fucking, it, it didn't matter then. Yep. And, and you're like, well, so what is it? No, you're just being contrary. Now you're just yelling because you don't like the thing that you see. And if you don't like the but, thing that you see. But the thing is, you don't know what you are seeing. Right. <laughs> and, but feel free to comment, you know, like, go ahead. Loudly, please. I, I encourage loudness. All, all caps. Yeah. Well, well, I've I've been knocking CrossFit most of this podcast here and there. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a ton of people right now giving them a rash of shit because they didn't post the black square. They're not, you know, as oh, for fuck's as sake. talkative or whatever. They're not, they're not, you know, as outspoken as people would like them to be. And I think, like, you know, you get past that, whatever term you used before that I don't remember. Um, Donnie, Donnie, Donnie Kruger. Yes, that too. one. And I think, I mean, I don't know Greg at all, but it seems like CrossFit's always very, very meticulous in the way they respond to things. Mm-hmm. And I just look at it as like he's taking a step back or the company's taking a step back, waiting to see kind of like where they fit into it. And I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to do anything, but I think there's a lot of businesses that are like, okay, I'm not going to irrationally respond to this. I'm just going to, I don't want to say wait and see how it plays out, but something along those lines. But that's probably why they're still in business is because but wait, they don't Don't you act- think it's possible that yes. Greg is on a, like a, a Zen retreat somewhere where he's got taken <laughs> a vow, you know, a vow to like not involve himself with technology for 30 days. So isn't that like, guys, a- I have something to admit. <laughs> By Blackout Tuesday, I thought you meant you just didn't turn on your phone. 
I thought and we I just drank a lot whole, and get blacked out. I, I I'm with you, the, Josh. Yeah, when thing. I was in college, Blackout Tuesday had a whole different meaning. <laughs> to be fair, it was every day, but yes. <laughs> well, sure. But but you know. Tuesday works too. Yeah, always yeah. Tuesday. Usually, when you had a title to the day of the week, it was more acceptable to drink on that day. Well, so and this is the thing with Black Diamond that really drives me crazy is because it's you're trying to affect change by like 25 levels of abstraction, right? Which means you're not affecting anything because you can't even affect one interaction with a human being and cause change. And you're trying to cause change by defaulting one of the owners of a publicly traded company who happens to have multiple different What, what kind of traded investments. company? What? What kind of traded company is it? A public. Okay, so anybody can do it. Yes. Okay. You're trying to affect this one person because he happens to also invest in this one thing that happens to make, make products for police officers. Oh, but also... Um, Military, yes. Also, uh, you know, citizens. Uh, uh, citizens. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, having a conversation with a guy about that um, oh, yeah, yesterday yeah. or whatever conversation. Like, we call it conversation, yeah. but it's really not because you're just texting back and forth right. or whatever. But um, and passed along saying, and I'm just like, and, and the, the the funniest fucking thing that to me that day was I received a box from Safari Land yesterday. <laughs> like when that whole thing, when that, or, or the day, it was yesterday or the day, but whatever day, day it was recently that, that, you know, because yeah, I, I'm setting up a new, you know, uh, belt for competitive shooting. I need an inner belt. Yeah. They, they make the one that I've always used in the past. Nice. And, and I needed a new one because I'm smaller than I was before. It turns out <laughs> uh, anyway. I, and I'm just like, yeah. And I, like I don't see a conflict. Like yes, you can pick and choose to identify. You know, okay, there are certain products that that company makes that can be used by certain individual. And, and, and plus, there's the whole thing of like, hey, the tools of oppression are also the tools of liberty. Yes. So go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And as long as you know, it's called a tool. It can be wielded on whatever side if you know how who, to use. Who it. makes um, cop cars? Amazing. Because fuck them, Ford. What a bunch of pieces well, of shit. Well, it depends on what Dodge. country you're in. Dodge now? Yeah. I don't know. Is it here? Like, hey, Saab used to make cop cars too. Like, how are they doing? So, wait, are we against <laughs> or, the idea? You know, like, of any, like BMW, you could, you could, like, Moto Guzzi makes, you know, these motorcycles. It, it blah, blah, seems blah, like blah. it. I like that. Are, are we against what? What kind of policing? Are we against the idea of policing just in general? Oh, man. I don't you know. You mean, when like, people... self police? Like, I get, like. No, but, like, what's going to happen when you're like. Fuck the police, motherfucker. Like, I'll, they're killing people. These motherfuckers, they need to be dead. And then you're like, oh, shit, somebody broke into my house. Hope you have a gun. No, I'm against that, man. Oh, shit, I don't want to. All then. lives matter in that case. Well, no, I don't, Except I don't, I don't need have to a house because I'm against private property also. <laughs> I, 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 no, you just, when your intruder comes in, you're just going to sit down and have a conversation with him. <laughs> oh, wait, nobody fucking knows how to do that either. <laughs> that's, the, that's the last skill that gets <laughs> developed in any of this is how to be like, what are you trying to say? Oh, okay. Well, I was coming at it from this idea because, you know, in my experience, I've dealt with police and they seem to be unfair in most cases. And I'm not even black. Right? Like, I've gotten beat up by police. I know this shocks most people, but I got fucking romped on when I was like 17 years old. Fucking deserved it, probably. Not really. Okay. Um, I mean, I was trying <laughs> Not to... really sounds like a yes. <laughs> well, here's... Legally, legally, I probably had the right. So, um, they walked into a party, undercover cops. Yeah. I saw a badge. They didn't identify themselves. Uh-huh. I ran out the door... 
before I heard them identify me. Yeah. Um, I threw identify themselves or yeah. Yeah. Before they identified themselves to me. So I like, they might have after I left, but I never heard that part. I just saw people walk in, saw a badge and I ran because I was underage drinking. So I was breaking the law, but I ran because I'm like, I can get away. I threw my friend Tracy over the fence. I looked back. They were running after me. I jumped on. Because you ch- you chase anything that runs. They're like, yeah. dog- it's like dogs. You yeah, know? It's like, yeah, there's somebody running. Like, one of them <laughs> grabbed my leg, and I tried to shake it off. And in trying to shake it off, I kicked one of them in the face. And then and then they ripped me down and gave me you know some body, some body work. Yeah. And then I was the only kid at the fucking party in handcuffs. But then they let me go because they realized they never identified themselves to me. I was just running by somebody who I thought was an intruder. And so they're like, hope you learned your lesson. No ticket, no anything. Because they knew that they had done something incorrectly. They were educated enough that I could have fucking sued the living fuck out of them. If you were educated enough. I was educated enough at the time. I knew okay. exactly what they did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, up, I mean, last time I was in handcuffs, I was like, yeah, well, you, you got have to me. remember <laughs> who raised me. <laughs> oh, right. My mom has the record still in Utah for disbarring more attorneys in a year than anybody else. Oh. She's still feared Go pay as em. being like one of the most ruthless people in, in the Utah State Bar. That didn't rub off on you at all. No. I was so mouthy with cops. It was ridiculous. It was a really problem when I was like 20. I always wonder what happened to Officer Roy Bannister. The best. <laughs> <laughs> I know that story. I, I, got, I, got a, um, I got an exhibition of speed and a reckless driving ticket because uh-huh. I was driving one of my cars up the canyon. And the Oh, t- yeah, it left the... But I wasn't it, actually it, it, being it, reckless this time. It just looked like a very fucking fast oh, car. Oh, this isn't the one where the, where the car um, ended up... Um, with the rubber pointing in the air? Not that way. Okay. <laughs> that was a different one. So you couldn't actually leave. I couldn't right. flee the scene because right. my means of fleeing the scene so was rubber pointing to the air. <laughs> yeah. So we, I, I took a corner going up Big Cottonwood Canyon and I saw two cop cars on the left. Yeah. And I, was, I didn't think of anything of it, but my car was really fucking loud, really low to the ground. Yeah. And when I like pulled off the accelerator, it tended to sputter flames out. Okay. So it was... <laughs> pop, 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 pop. So there was a lot of things going on. There was. And it was like a fucking 500 horsepower car. I could have been rallying the fuck out of it. The reason I wasn't is because I had shitty tires on it because I had burned through all my tires racing it. So I was just driving up the canyon because we're going to the top to go to Brighton and just kind of sit under the stars and hang out like young kids do. Well, I'm driving up the canyon at a pretty normal clip. Like, I'm not doing anything out of control, but apparently when I was taking that corner, my tire skid, because they were fucking winter tires, they have hard rubber, and it made a squeaking noise around the corner. So these cops give chase, right? And they don't catch up to me till the top of the canyon. And then they pull me out of the car, they handcuff me, tell me how reckless I am. And I try to explain to them, actually, I'm not, I wasn't driving that fast. It's just like, you're in an SUV, and we're going up a canyon, like yeah, my, the inertia that I can carry through a corner is so much better than yours without any danger. In fact, you trying to chase me is really dangerous. And so, you know, they fucking kick my car and break my bumper and do all sorts of shitty cop things because they're assholes. They give me a reckless ticket, which you can't prove. I already know the law on reckless driving because I've been charged with it a couple times. <laughs> 
So I go back down. I work. <laughs> I do the math up the canyon and the velocity of cars, and I basically show that I like the time that they took to catch me shows that I was doing the speed limit. So I take all of this to the prosecutor, and I go, "Look, I know you just need money out of me. Here's the math and what they did wrong. Now we can fight this, but I understand that you need to win something. So if you do a plea in abeyance, I'll pay the fine. You take it off my record." And then I just put out all the trigonometry for him that I had a friend help me with. And then it got taken away. And I just paid the money and I go the other way. That's how the system works. Imagine if you were black. I mean, in Utah, fucking shot in the <laughs> face for sure. <laughs> Especially then. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. I, I remember once upon a time, I was not driving, but I was in the vehicle. So I was party to this mm-hmm. whole situation. Um I was with Johnny Blitz. I think we were in his Alpha Romeo. Nice. And um, apparently we went by a police, you know, a sheriff county. We were out in the, uh, on the North Cascades Highway, actually. And um, we were uh, moving at an excessive rate of speed. And uh, by the time he caught us, <laughs> he had that same thing where he was, but, it, it, but he was in a sedan. So, yeah. like, we maintained an excessive rate sure. of speed like but the but at his mental condition by the time he caught us he was so out of his fucking mind because he was because Jonathan you know we're driving 90 or whatever yeah. and it's a windy road mountain road yeah. this lot of you know potential bad consequences uh, you know if something etc and so he's trying to so if we're going 90 then to catch us, he must be. He has to be going at a much higher rate of speed, <laughs> with which he is not comfortable. Yeah, at all. So he was so freaked out when you know we we you know finally saw him, light siren, whatever. We pull over. I mean, he was just like, and you, you see, adrenaline like, okay, dump. You, yeah, complete adrenaline dump because like inappropriate vehicle, probably the inappropriate tires. It right. was the springtime, so it might have been the, you know, hadn't taken the winter ones off yet. Yeah. Might even had studded tires still on or whatever, you know. And like you just you see how bad shit happens. Yeah. Like how that emotional condition that you 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 know that a police officer is in at, you know, after a chase, after having to do something for which he is not competent, it might be a lack of fitness and he's in a foot race with somebody yes. who's way more fit. By the time he yeah. finally catches them, you know, Hey, there's going to be a beating. I, I, but gunshots, just at loud noises in general, will drive your CNS. Yeah. In which case, like, a lot of what happens is just the emotional states that a human goes through with uncertainty. And we don't realize how fucking strong and potent those drugs are that are yeah. happening in your brain. I was like, I mean, giving chase is one. It's one of the reasons that I, this used to be the policy. I'm not sure that it still is, but they're not allowed to chase bullet bikes in Utah. Oh, okay. It, it it just it drives it drives the 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 entire thing to a, a place of like the bullet bike can handle it. Yeah. If something happens to to the 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 driver of the bullet bike, you're like it's part of the consequence of owning a bullet bike. But if the cough gives it's part chase, of the contract, that's why it's called a ninja because Japan sent assassins. This was <laughs> this was my '80s argument for oh, the. Nice. Actually, I think it was Neil Cannon 
who who described it. He was just like, yeah, they lost the war, but um, but be, being you know, there's a reason this 600 the Kawasaki Ninja, th- yeah, mm-hmm. is called a ninja. It's because we're sending assassins to kill the young men of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> I, that's not far well, from the truth. They're I, highly I, dangerous, but if a car starts to chase them, they know they can get away, but then oh, they're putting them in a different position. Yeah. So the policy became, you let them go, like. Yeah. It's not worth it. Like it's a ticket for exhibition of speed or reckless driving, but if you let them go, they'll probably calm down on their own. Yeah. Because that's what they're paying attention to instead of like ending in death. Like those are your options. Either the state can get a reckless ticket and get some money or we can kill this person and get nothing. And yeah, and then then you can't even get the tax money for registering the bullet bike. <laughs> so it's exactly, it's yeah. it's honestly just a, a fucking monetary thing. You're just like, well, it's worth this. Dead people mm-hmm. don't pay taxes. Actually, they do. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah I think they vote, vote as well. <laughs> no. <sighs> God, we just yeah, because we have to file for Aaron's mom, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Does she get a tax return? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, who gets the refund? I mean, I mean, the estate or whatever, I'm guessing. There's, assume, there's probably yeah. A mechanism it's just there, one but. of those things. It's like, holy shit, taxation is such a fucking weird thing. And we just accept it blindly. I mean, this, this whole thing with, like, just now, where we got another notice from the state saying, hey, you yeah. need to pay your personal property tax thing. Right. You know, like, you guys have, you know, like the mixing board, the microphones, all this stuff for the podcast studio, which, you know, we don't make money from, but it informs the other thing that we, but we have to pay some tax on this despite having already paid some tax on this. Um, and, you know, they're asking for the, you know, the, this first quarter. And I'm like, you, like, we're not supposed to be, we're not working. So you I'm can't not, make you, money, so, but you have to give us some still. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like you, and oh, I mean, it's it's kind of not the right argument because um, it was only the month of March when you know the uh, where our income was really affected in some in, in some way. So I'd be more uh, you know kind of like on the whole second quarter thing, but but just the, just that idea of like, hey, you, you you're. And we not, and also we didn't get shut down. I don't really have a leg to stand on here, so this is all just like made up shit. Um, but if you know, uh, we couldn't make money using these items that we own, then then the whole thing is you want us to pay tax on them because we're using them um, for business. Yeah. And uh, but if we're unable to use them because the business is inoperable because you told us you know to stop doing business, then like uh, the, the gym let's just say the gym the gym part the front the front part yeah. where we have x thousands of dollars worth of gym equipment mm-hmm. well th- that was shut down for a really long time i'm not going to pay taxes on that right because we couldn't use it to earn money right so we switched the you know the model we put out more podcasts we actually printed some stuff it's gotten so weird uh, so here is a different story but i just talked to a guy today uh my friend in the uk uh on a phone call that's a call that josh was referencing about talking about i can't remember what we we're talking about the guns oh, the yeah, yeah. protesters with yeah guns. violence and oh, like okay. using violence to neutralize or whatever and he was telling us like we're trying to um establish he owns a business and he had to furlough all his people because yeah. everything got shut down and we're asking about some equipment that he has because we're trying to attain it and he's like well there's a problem because you know my um my my guy who handles all that he's furloughed and we, they just put in this, you know, thing for a trillion dollars to furlough everybody. So they're paying eighty percent of people's wages. 
they legally are not allowed to work. You are not allowed, even if you can work from home, even if you can do, you're not allowed to. And he's like, this guy's following it to a T. He won't even like return a text message about getting into accounts or whatever. And you're like, how does... I mean, that guy kind of just sounds like a dick to me. But, but how many people are like that? I mean, I know a lot talking from... You how know, many people want to sit at home and get free money as long as they but, don't... And, and, all like, of them. No, we have a friend that comes in here who owns a lot of businesses. And he was really freaked out about this whole thing because it shut him completely down. He had to put his own life savings back to keep his business afloat, which includes paying people that were not working at the time. Just to, like make sure that they had a lifestyle... And then they got an, uh, uh, some of them got an unemployment and he asked them like, hey, we're ready to come back to work. And they would say, hey, I'm making more money being unemployed. And he goes, I will match it. Like I for will as long as for as long as but, the weeks but, go, I will match that money. And that way you have a job when all of this stuff is over. But he can't match doing nothing. Exactly. But what in <laughs> what getting paid. But this is a lack of foresight. Like you just you just showed your cards This is what kind of person you are. True. Like you're exactly, the, I like now. Now, now, for sure, you're not coming back to work. Yeah, because you've shown me your character, and everybody eventually shows their character. Uh, and, and he said, you know, to balance it, like that happens a lot. He said that happened in a lot of circumstances, and it really kind of aggravated him. But in certain circumstances, he had like Salesforce people and other people who do, couldn't because they work on commission. They couldn't get unemployment. They were not employees. And he was like, look, I, I can't pay you. Like, I don't have enough. And especially because there's nothing coming back in. And he had a lot of people, or at least a few, that were like, I'm going in anyway. Like, give me the keys to the place. I'm going to file paperwork. Or I'll organize for you. Don't worry about it. I know you're good for it. Keep when, those people around. A hundred percent. He's like, that person just got a fucking raise. Right. Like, you know, when it's time to actually do it, he can do that. And you're like, is this thing not just a good measure of character? In which case, am I failing by paying attention to the loud stuff? Am I getting distracted by the chanting and the police fires and the cars on fire and the and the stones being thrown? I mean, it's it's fucking riot porn for sure. Well, we're all getting distracted. That's that's the that's the risk that we run, but we have to because we can't shut ourselves off from the world. So the the, the point is to try to weed through all of the distractions and the bullshit. It just becomes increasingly hard to do so. When those are the loudest voices and they are the highest number of voices as well. Here's, I, I'm going to steal this because I fucking loved it so much. What do you do when all the green are weeds? <laughs> Shit. You turn the soil. I thought you added salt. <laughs> I was going to get a lawnmower. <laughs> you, do, you do something destructive, right? And maybe yeah. that's what this is. Uh, maybe that's the consequence of this stuff is like i don't see anything worth growing like there's no movement no idea no like there's not a unified idea of uh, you know solution wise and i think um it was in the one article that i that i read um the 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 piece t you know titled control mm -hmm. um is like look I, I, there are grievances absolutely and you need to have a plan for what comes next yeah. Like if you're going to revolt, if you're going to turn the soil, mm -hmm. 
you need to have seeds to plant. You need to have an idea. You might want to sort of organize the crops into a more manageable sort of pattern, let's say. A like crop a, circle. Ro- like rows. Look at the aliens of, came. I've got a crop circle. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever, the, you know, that is. But it's just like, look, have a solution afterwards. Like, you know, the, the whole, like, let's wreck shit for the sake of it. Okay, that was, that was great fun. until I turned 18. And then, because um, as an adult, it's different when you fuck shit up. Yeah. Um, but with absent a plan, an idea even, and if we just go back to like, yeah, defund the police. Oh, that's going to work great. You know, like let's take all that money and put it into education, medical, this, that, the other. And I was like, well, okay. So you're, and, and so at the, the same equi- time, the we're going to change that? human nature. Oh, I might have a better one, but you go first. The equivalent to that is like planes crash. And you're like, let's blow them all up <laughs> well, I was before thinking, they can crash. Let's just get rid of all planes instead of trying to actually like identify what the problem is. So we're we're identifying temper tantrums, you know, using yeah. age is when people usually have them. So saying defund the police, the same as like when you're 12 and you're like, man, school would be a lot more fun if there were no teachers. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a nation of children. Oh, fuck. Remember the walkouts? Did you ever do a walkout? Oh, yeah. I remember, uh, like, shortly after 9-11, like, you could just be like, I don't feel safe at school. I'm going to leave today. Because there was, like, bomb threats all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. N- None ever happened, but kids would call them in because kids, yeah, we had kids. Bomb threats kids too. kids yeah. don't want to go to school. Go, oh, like, I'm just going to go home. I don't feel safe. Then you go to the park or go bang your girlfriend or whatever you do. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it kind of started to sound like it's just a bunch of kids being like, we don't want teachers. <laughs> so this is something that you said yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I always get a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and so it's about, I was a different person yesterday. Don't hold it against me. <laughs> it, it's about that we have all these critics, right? We have yeah. more critics than we have creators. Mm-hmm. And, and not just that, but we have critics of critics. And that's what we run the risk of being. And that whole spiral could keep going. Yes. And that's absurdity. Yes. <laughs> right. And so when you have two sides, but both sides are the critics, yeah. there's no fucking topic that's act- like, there's no movie, there's no food, there's no subject to criticize. There's no art. It's just critics criticizing other critics. So As art. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's its own art form, <laughs> is it not? Criticizing yeah. a critique. And, 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 and that's who, like, I think about all these people who have, like, what do they they call them like the 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 blue check marks on Twitter, right? Yeah. All these people who are just they're like sort of journalists. They just kind of talk about shit Influencer. on the internet. There you go, right? <laughs> and all that happens is a back and forth of yelling about what the other people are doing, as opposed to what is the the Gandhi be the change you want to see yeah. in the world. It sounds super fucking corny, but like it's super applicable. But it, but, but it, if you don't like something, make something better. You can't just say this is bad. You have to say this is bad. This would be better. Yeah, check and, out my and, thing that I made. And, and the thing is, like, I, we don't. I mean, I don't have a, a better thing right now. I don't have a solution to this. But that, you, that's you be, know, like, uh, 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 no, but no, I'm I also. Do, I think know, we do though. Reading I, I, as much as po- like I'm tr- also trying to imagine one. Uh, right, I, like. I, I, I agree with you that there's like no laid out plan with a structure that I think people should follow. Yeah. But I think we're actually practicing what we do see as the answer, which is we're sitting down and discussing ideas. We're inviting people in and we're discussing ideas. We're not saying listen to our ideas. We're saying let's talk about ideas because the ideas that are around are seeds of change. Like you won't do yes. something unless you know about it. 
right? And not a lot of people know that they should take care of themselves. That's that's a, a part of cultural ignorance that you think is like, you know, part of the brain that like when you grow up, it just signals now it's time to start eating kale. That <laughs> that doesn't I've exi- never had that. I, I know. I, like, it's weird. Um, it's the same thing that like as a man when you grow up you're like you watch movies about guns and driving cars and you and lifting weights and you immediately think like I don't need a fucking teacher for that like I can just pick up a gun pew pew I've seen it like Jackie Chan did it he he doesn't use guns but when he had to he could and I saw him drive a car too he did like fish tailed all around it was not a problem so when I get in a car I know exactly how it handles we the things that we intuit taking care of ourselves um, having conversations those need to be taught to people and I think, you know, sans an actual answer of what to do about a specific problem is you go back to how do you solve problems? He's like, well, you point out what the breaking points are, what the issues are, what the hypocrisies are, where the unuseful tools are. And then you stay the fuck away from those and you focus on the things that you can do. You educate yourself. You try to figure out, you know, different philosophies of problem solving different ways to conceptualize an idea. And and that really is my answer for it. It's like I get lost because I go, fuck all of these people. Nobody is doing the things that we know work for problem solving. Like when the challenger blew up, they didn't go start screaming at each other about what fuck whose fault it was. They're like, where was the problem? It was. It took them like a couple weeks to figure out, or a couple months to figure out. It was O-ring. an O ring. <laughs> it was O ring that was produced O-ring. by this guy, and this was the problem, and it was put in this way. And then instead of like hanging that person who killed a lot of people accidentally, they shifted and they started making things better. But they started paying mi- attention. Simple misuse of language. He didn't kill them. Uh, solid. Well, which is this is right? the difference but, between? But that's exactly what press. we're saying right now. Right. Yeah. Is that that? Oh, the, the 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 product can be used in you know in this. The, the, yes. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the blame yeah, is being yeah. you know uh, misattributed, if you will, and it's right. not even blame; it's responsibility. It's like, hey, I mean, his negligence the, led to their death. Potentially. Yeah. Or maybe he just didn't. Know what I mean? I don't remember. I I remember the whole O ring schmo ring thing, but um, but 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 I don't. I didn't look into the circumstances. Was it that like, okay, did he declare it was made to a certain standard when it wasn't? That would be negligence. Was the product made in an appropriate way? But then when it was assembled by other people, yeah. it was done so in an inappropriate way. Like, I don't remember that. Or maybe it wasn't it was made necess- all of those things and it failed anyway because of random chaos. Exactly. Like, you're still going to have the police officer that has all the training in the world, has all of the respect in the world, all of the things, and then he'll accidentally do something wrong. He'll make a mistake. Yeah. And then what do you do when it's a mistake? Like, I mean... When it's an execution, we think we know what to do, but that was a mistake on our part of not knowing what to do when an authority figure absolutely takes advantage of his position. Yeah. Like trying for treason? Like, is that the answer? Like, Well, so something that's very interesting about this specific... <laughs> we're talking, now we're not talking about cops. <laughs> True. So so to go back to the, the George Floyd thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the 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 sentiment that's shared is that you know if there are such things as good cops, they have to try to weed out the bad cops, right? And so there were 
there were three other cops that got mm-hmm. that now have been arrested. And I, I could be wrong. This is from what I've been reading that one of the cops who was arrested is a rookie and actually on on the recorded video twice tells whatever the main dude's name is to get like that maybe we should get off him or move him to another position. Yeah. But he's a rookie. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. so he doesn't have the confidence. And so here's the thing. If he, he doesn't have the chain of command. Right. So here's the thing. If he actually does something extreme, pushes the other cop off. Exactly. Yes. This never happens. And that cop goes and, you know, gets loses his badge yep. for insubordination or whatever yep. it is. Right. Uh-huh. And so the thing is, like, then there would have been no incident that brought a bunch of attention to it. It would have just been a guy who put had a knee in his neck for some time and then that was the end of the story. Right. So the 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 sort of the idea of like you know uh a fault or whatever it is like it does come down to this um it's a mix of like negligence and and power structure, right? So the guy who had the most power in the situation was being negligent. Mm-hmm. But there was a guy who was trying to do good who didn't have the power yes. or at least didn't express that and you know, I mean, look, I'm all for all of those guys like being arrested, but I mean, maybe his sentence should be different than the other two who stood by. It for sure should. And our justice system actually should like reveal that if it wasn't based off of conviction rate and a corrupt system where a, like a district attorney needs to have 100 percent conviction rate, uh, conviction rate in order to get reelected, yada, yada, yada. The, the interesting thing about that is uh, like you mentioned early on, like, okay, they like they didn't do anything about it. This is like the old good Samaritan law. Right. Right. Um, if those caught like Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, I, that's the part I took, but that was actually real law. Right. Um, old Judeo law or whatever. And so it, they saw something and didn't do something about it. They're complicit in the wrongfulness. And if we want to apply that to police officers, if you see a police officer that's doing something that's against the constitution, against the law, that's an abuse of power, and you are found to have not done anything about it, you're charged equally. So the same thing should be true of citizens, right? If you have friends that you are around and you see, and they're doing something and you know that they were doing it, like committing insurance fraud. Exactly. I'm guilty. That, I mean, <laughs> that that is true. But then we have an, a, a society that doesn't trust anything. So like in this in this fine balance and dance, and I'm not saying that's not a viable option, but when you when it comes down to it, if you consider a police officer is not a citizen, you're looking at it incorrectly. And as a, a police officer, if you don't believe the citizens are part of policing themselves, then you're looking at it incorrectly. Like it's trying to separate and isolate the the wrongfulness and reduce it down to a single pinpoint, and that can't be done. Like we are all humans in a civilization that's trying to live, and therefore it's not that that person is different; they're the same as you. Like it is all one organism, and that is you know what taking a lot of drugs will do to you. You realize that you're no different, and that in order to like keep your state you work in harmony with things well yeah i mean and and that's when like earlier when i was saying it doesn't matter what position you hold Mm. or badge you wear it's about your character that is because every single organization or position is made up of people 
Mm-hmm. So we are all people, and we are all the same in the sense that we are all different. That, that that's where our sameness mm-hmm. comes from. And so it doesn't matter what person is in what position and what organization is made up of what people. Mm-hmm. Every single person and group of people is capable of all the same things that the other persons and people are capable of. So to think that one organization or one leader or anything is out there to do good and only good and they are uh beyond reproach right mm-hmm. like they're beyond any sort of criticism is is comes back to the 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 hypocrisy mm-hmm. and the bias and and the blindness to the fact that we have to always be policing ourselves as we police others we have to be critical of our own groups whatever they be just as we are critical of the others because if we want success whether that be for you know, the, 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 the whole or just who you belong to, you want that group to be the best it can be. So when you have a company and you have people who are like, I don't really want to work cause I'm making money anyways, mm-hmm. versus you have people who are like, I'll do whatever it is, mm-hmm. make sure we get through this. You want, you want to weed out the bad actors. You want to weed out yeah. bad parts of your groups and the unproductives. Right. And that, so it doesn't matter whether you're cops or your protesters or whatever it is that you are. Mm-hmm. You have to be self-critical to be worthy of of the the sort of the respect and the viewpoint that you are actually trying to do good, that you are trying to aim towards some sort of progress. I I, I totally agree with you. I'm just gonna like be a little bit over analytical to put this out because the idea popped in my head. I'm not saying I agree with it or believe it, um, but what difference? would it be if we didn't have to earn or be worthy of an appreciation to be a citizen if it was just ordained like you're a human you made it you did it like you're one of the lucky ones here's how we're so grateful like come join us in this life this is how we celebrate being a lucky one and we work hard and we do this and that's what was taught from the beginning instead of the browbeating of like you got to deserve you got to earn it you got to do whatever you're already existing you've already earned it it was it was it was given to you well and i and i think that becomes the delineation between you know let's maybe call it like love versus some sort of deeper respect or admiration right mm-hmm. so if someone is to be if you're going to have a good set of parents, hopefully they express to their kids that you are loved regardless. But in order to achieve things, you do need to put in effort and work. And it's not yeah. so much the level of your achievement, but it's the effort put in. And that, that's one thing I always remember from my parents that, that would always tell me, you know, because when I was very young, I did, was not a good student. And they said, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you're getting C's. We know that you can do better. And because of that, we are disappointed. But we we still give you unconditional love. And what we want for you is for you to apply yourself more. And so there need to take it, advantage of this opportunity. Like I would never, I just wouldn't have worked on me at all. But I, I, <laughs> take advantage I, of this opportunity to learn stuff and to have these different experiences, and right. not just you know. So so you you are you skip are skip school and read. You are worthy <laughs> of love by existing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But to get that admiration and respect, you, that that is what needs to be earned and I feel like that's mm. just where the difference lies. It could be. Yeah, it could be. But instead right now we have like people almost want to vilify their opponents. They are looking for the bad in others. Well, and that's 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 bad faith. 
Uh, and that's what I like. Uh, and that's what this article I'm working on now is basically about that concept of being like, if you look at somebody and, and, and all you're trying to do is find what they're doing wrong, you are doing it wrong. Not to, you know, be totally hypocritical, but that's what I see. Every conversation is like, they're looking for the error in the way they're looking for the one thing that is said incorrectly, like the one word that's used wrong, as opposed to, you know, the overall sentiment and character that that person portrays, which is like, Oh, they're trying over to- a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Because if we go back to the fitness thing, like I'm looking at trends over time, not a snapshot today. Yeah. And, um, and and right now, I mean, there's something going on with a, a a good a good friend who has been in this podcast studio a couple of different times, um, who during got provoked on social media, responded in a particular way, and now is probably going to lose his job because the snapshot is more important to the organization than all of the good that has been done, all of the, the trend, every, the history, the demonstration of character, the going beyond um, what is required by the job in order to, do, to, to produce a better result that has happened with him in the last 10 to 15 years is all negated by a snapshot. So you're not talking about Drew Brees, are you? <laughs> um, no. no. He's not a friend of this podcast. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, but it's but, the exact same situation. But it's a similar and type of the same thing. with Greg Anderson, right? Uh, yeah. no, the cop, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the police, yeah. Yeah, he tried to do what he thought was the right thing, right? And now that one little snapshot, you know, disregard his entire body of work, you know, whether he's a stand-up guy or not, which I believe him to be, they, like he's a guy to me that should be a police officer. Yeah, yeah, but because he, he called. The exact person. Right. That's what I kind of said last time I mentioned him. He's the exact person we need there, and he's the one that we got rid of. Right. Like, he, yeah. sh- he showed yeah. too much good character. Like, ooh, no, we don't. Well, you make us all look really fucking bad. Right. Like, get him out of here. So, get him the fuck out of here. So, but there it is. Like, it, in his case, th- th- that may be it. It's not that, you know. Um, oh, my God. It's so much easier to lower the standard than to bring other people up to it. Every single time. Yes. Fucking cool. I mean, I was so you get working... rid of the bad apples and the good ones. Yeah. And then like and now nobody... we don't eat because we don't have any apples. Part, everyone goes hungry. <laughs> yeah. Part of, um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that like going back to the sermon thing, one of the pieces that I was editing today was the thing about standards. And the thing that I said, it was just like, look, when, and do you remember that, that, that workout? And this is like seven years ago. Uh, it was a Friday workout. Rebecca was there. And, she you didn't we didn't you had never established for her that there was a female standard for oh, certain yeah. workouts uh-huh. you never fucking told her and the reason you never told her is because you didn't want her to be weak right and so when she missed the time cut on this one on the jonestown sprint or whatever yeah. it was that day and we asked her like hey do you want to do the penalty round with the female weight or the standard the the, the one that you've been using and she was just like there's a female standard and your response was, yes, but I've never applied it to you, et cetera. And then I went on into a discussion about like nobody. It's amazing how often when we keep the bar high that people rise to it. Yeah. And that nobody benefits from a lowered bar. Fucking nobody. 
when you relax the standard, when you reduce the standard, there is no winning. There is no pro- progress. There is no benefit for any fucking person except for like, I don't, I, I don't know who it could possibly be. There's one concept that I think needs to run parallel to that because I agree with it. Like whenever we trick people, they become better than what they think that they can become. Yes. The the parallel concept there is that we need to be allowed to fuck up and not have a snapshot of that being our entire character. That's also in that article about okay. uh, uh, <laughs> about when you set it up when when you set up the conditions that allow them to try to fall to fail mm-hmm. and not be ridiculed, not be called out, not you know, not be socially sort of, you know, reprimanded in a, in 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 a, in a weird way, you give them permission to try harder. Yeah. Like like yeah, there's a there is a consequence. But it's not the kind that keeps them from trying. The other piece there is that that um, the reason that that works for us is because we were in a we have put ourselves in a position of power in that situation, mm. and we have used it well. Rather than beating people down, rather than enforcing, um, you know. Certain stands, like you give them, like if you have the power, then you could to, to raise or lower the bar. When you can identify that, look, I think that person has, I think that person is holding themselves back with their own self-image about what they can are capable of or not. And yeah, maybe they're a piece of shit. They want the low bar so they can always succeed, and because that's going to feel good for you know a certain amount of time or you know whatever. But. If we are in a position where we can offer an opportunity to do better, well, that separates us from all of these circumstances that we're talking about and that we're in this current public situation right now. Well, I, so I think that comes back to the idea of that you, you should not expect people and you should not assume yourself to be right. Your goal is not to be successful <laughs> yes. by passing a low standard. Right. Yeah. So just the fact of being successful if the standards low does not mean anything. Uh, well, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy there, man. I still <laughs> succeeded. I'm going to still pat myself on the You got your participation trophy. Yeah, you right? still made the team. But but so for No, I I hit I saw the bar and I went into it. <laughs> Sorry. Did you have a nice whiskey? Yeah. Um, wasn't but, that great. But, it was a well drink, but whatever. Well, their standards aren't that high. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Boom. For in in order to have a a honest and and true uh, expression or communication of any sort, you have to be accepting of other people and of yourself to do something wrong or be incorrect. And so when we want to communicate with other people, we we need to be willing to say, I don't know, but this is what I think. And instead of being attacked for that, you now say, here's what I think about that. And then we have a discussion. But if the only thing that's acceptable is for you to open your mouth and something to be perfect, well, you're either never going to talk or you're going to say something that is fabricated to appease the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we have is just a cycle of people jerking each of other off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and nobody's actually getting off. Yeah, it's the worst, isn't yeah, it's it? It's just a whole bunch of it's edging of blue going balls. around right now. Yeah. <laughs> if we work together... Right, we can mutually come right? exactly, <laughs> and maybe simultaneously. Yeah, that'll wouldn't that be, be nice? <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm, uh, I'm uh, all tantra and shit. I'm never gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, 
Oh man, your hands a little bit rough. I've been moisturizing. Okay. Josh is showing me the way of the coconut oil. Hey, man, that's the secret to everything. You put it everywhere. I got sick of those little Bo Peep hands. (laughs) (laughs) I want a more like construction worker. Okay. Well, there's a glove for that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it chain mail? um, No, I like to start ones with like the sticky. Is that the best way to exfoliate? (laughs) Sandpaper. Do you know what? Do you know what's really good? It's like we could have been taken seriously on this episode until now. Until now. (laughs) Exactly. We could have ended it about 30 seconds ago. I disagree. I think this adds value. I was actually, if we are in the process of ending this because Josh's dog is shit all over the gym and Gus has been barking incessantly for 12 minutes, I do want to say thank you for coming out here. Yeah, because this, this has been I've been been here for a whole week now. On the heels of what we just discussed in the last ninety seconds, I feel like I've been coming all week. <laughs> like, what are you, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Now <laughs> I'm just coming and coming. Yeah. I'm just like you're seventeen. You're seventeen. You're seven. If you could, it, it has anyway. been astonishing how well you just moved into this thing. You added a bunch to the symposium. Um, every conversation, every day has been like not just enjoyable, but like something worth learning from just like talking about your experience i mean we didn't even get into what he does not that i think he cares to it's not important totally it's totally not important this is all way you don't need an authoritarian like here's my here's i have this certification this is what gives me value here's here's why you should listen to me i'm a fucking human that's (laughs) why you fit in so well yeah i could i heard you talk and i didn't care what like some some of the things like man how did he learn that or like oh he's really knowledgeable in this subject i would try to like think about how you learn that stuff and then i was like duh it's probably the same way i do i just absorb things when they're important to me or that that they make me curious sure we're we're you know part of what allows all of us to get along is that we're the same in some sense right Mm -hmm. and uh you know thinking about other things that have happened this week it feels like i've always been here like i came here and this just feels like a place where i already was you did come here (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was um that whatever it was that what night did, did you get here on the Friday Friday yeah, Friday for the party and it was just like yeah setting up you're gonna just move right in and I was like this is completely fucking normal I mean to be fair yeah, I did like, bring in and out yeah, which yeah, is a good part yeah, a good a, welcoming a good uh, icebreaker and then as as Michael said I sat and I honestly felt like for, no one wants to sit in the front seat right in the middle yeah but I love it. And I, I sat down with my shirt off, and I'm like, I, I live here now. <laughs> uh, it's, it is fair to yeah. say that Josh has been here for a week, and there's probably been a 20-minute window where he's had a shirt on for Just the so entire time he was here. Yeah, yeah got pretty it. much. I, that's why it's my Whole Foods shirt. That's what, <laughs> same thing at home. He goes, let me get, grab my Whole Foods shirt. I was like, Dude. you have a Whole Foods shirt? He's like, well, it's just what I put on when I have to go in there because they won't let me in this way. And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. I man, I, it's been really cool having you here, and I hope you know. Obviously, the influence has been deep on this side. I hope it goes. Oh, back absolutely. To, you know, yeah. No, I, don't, I don't know if people say stuff like this enough, but I think I'm a better person because you decided to come out here. Oh wow, man! Oh man, you complete me. I think that's how. <laughs> it goes. I was just gonna say we are a better, you know, let's say organization or project or whatever as a group because you came yeah, out and sure. you contributed and you weren't. A, yeah. Well, that certainly means a lot. I hope I haven't over overstayed my welcome. No, no. But. I mean the dog thing kind of throws it off. But <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I'll go clean up the dog I, shit. But I would but say just, if Erin already has, then good luck trying to make that up to her. Yeah, <laughs> she holds a grudge. I bet I'll, I'll give her a bunch of meat or something. Yeah, I uh, mean, the, it, and it was really nice today to to see a fellow canine owner 
understand like, okay, we have, we both have female dogs. They're both breeds that sometimes, you know, get, a, you know, play a little hard, let's say. And <laughs> just to be with someone who's like, okay, well, let's, let's set up the circumstances of their meeting. Yeah. Like that was super cool. Thank you. Oh, you- thank you. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Please do. Please. But yeah, go there, man. Do you think that female dogs are actually the aggressive form of female energy and female humans are just like the passive form of how females interact with each other most of the time? Well, I mean, this could get me in a lot of trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> not that I have a specific female who cares about what I say, but maybe all of them collectively. Yeah. Um, you know, the... What, what what is the thing like guys will beat the shit out of each other yeah and then go hang out yeah and girls will be oh my god i love your dress and be like and they talk shit bitch. about each other endlessly yeah so it's like the same energy it's just expressed in a different way have you heard the john mulaney skit where he's like there could never be like a heist of women because they would like get together and then two of them would go off and talk shit about the rest of them like did you see what she was wearing that'll and, never and work then the they robbery. made eight oceans eight and that's all you need to know <laughs> It is true that movie got made. I watched it. <laughs> God damn oh, it. Was it? You I might be the only one in the room. I don't remember, but I love heist movies. I'm just, I, I like the idea of getting a gang together and like doing something fucking dangerous. All right, what do you want to do tonight? Smoke some steaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> smoke some meat. Whatever. Yeah, sound great. <laughs> so I'll, I'll end with a little, just a little observation, a little cultural observation. Okay. Um, delivered by Mr. T, first name Ice. Yes. Oh, that's a different Mr. T. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Not. Not exactly. Good. Oh, you got. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I immediately so is, thought Mohawk. So yeah. Uh, okay. So so Ice T. He, uh, just a little Instagram post today. He's like, "Don't come at me with this right wing left wing shit. They're both on the same bird." Ooh. I've never heard that before. I had never heard that before either, and I'm just like... Ice tea. Yes. That is why I listen. All right. Turn that shit off before we ruin it. 